You're listening to the weekly podcast of Launch Church of Jacksonville, Florida. We pray you enjoy today's message. Honor you guys in this new year. So good to see everybody on. Praise God. God is working in this year of rewriting our stories. Um, I don't know about you, but the first week has been extremely great. Um, There's some things that we are working on, praise God, and uh, just believe that God is going to show out in a major, major way uh, this year, not only for this ministry, but also in our own households, in your household, praise God, whatever you are believing God for. Hallelujah. This is your year that he rewrites your story. Amen. And we're going to get into some things because today, because as I was praying this morning, God put some things on my heart with well, one thing in particular. And uh, I think it's something, not I think, I know if I, if I had said the way he told me, tell, he said, tell my people this. So we're going to get into that a little bit today. Um, uh, as soon as we go, we pray and all those things. But I just, before we get in that, I want to give a, a few announcements. Praise God. You look so cute today. I want to give a few announcements. Uh, amen. Um, don't forget this Thursday, not this Thursday, this Saturday, the 13th. This Saturday, the 13th, right? Make sure I'm giving you guys the right date. I think it's, is it the 14th? See right here. This, no, this Saturday, the 13th. Amen. This Saturday, the 13th. Uh, we are having our vision meeting at two o'clock PM at two o'clock PM. Okay. Um, I am in full expectation for you guys to be here. We're going to do it online. Praise God. Um, it might, it won't, it probably won't be as formal as this. We'll just get on the, on the zoom call and, um, I'm going to leave it open for questions as well. Um, but we're going to have our vision meeting and we're going to lay out the plan uh, for this year as far as the different classes, um, membership class, what to expect, our encounter, our pre-encounter, our post, excuse me, our pre-encounter, our encounter, and then our post-encounter, also our discovering Jesus classes. We're going to get in all of those things and what it means um, for you all. I know there's been a lot of people that said, hey, we want we want classes to help grow our faith. That's what this year is going to be about. We are going to be growing upon the foundation that was built last year. Amen. So uh, I encourage you guys, if you are able to be here on Saturday at two o'clock, uh, we we are going to, amen, just go through what God has given me, my wife for this year to you guys and how that's going to unfold and look in this new year of God rewriting our story. Amen. It's, it's a blessing. Hallelujah. All right. Also, um, I mentioned uh, that we have, I do have tickets. Uh, if you guys uh, want to attend the play Broken Promises, Destroyed Truth, um, May 31st or June 1st, I do have tickets. There are three, cho- three shows you can choose from on May 31st, which is a Friday at seven. Um, you have uh, those shows. that ticket or you have Saturday afternoon at one or Saturday night at seven. If you're, if you are interested, uh, take advantage of the early bird special. 
um, um, they, they are $65 until February 1st, and then they jump up to 75. So if you do want to go, if you do have plans to go and you don't want to pay uh Ticketmaster's exclusive prices, praise God, um, for their convenience, then you can get it from me and it'll be about $25 cheaper than going to Ticketmaster and getting it from Ticketmaster. All right. Um, also, uh, in, a, in addition to the play this Friday night, if you guys are interested in going or being a part of it, we are having a info night uh, impact night um, at grounds of grace coffee shop um, off of university Boulevard. And all that is, is we're going to be all, all the cast will be there. They're going to be actually be doing a couple scenes from the play and they're going to, uh, we're opening it up to domestic violence survivors. So if you know anybody, or if you uh, have talked to anybody or you know somebody that's dealing with this or have an interest in coming to the play, it's just an info night. There's going to be free coffee uh, that's provided for uh, those who come. Um, my good friend, Ron, is is putting it on at his shop, and it's just to give information. So that's this Friday at 7 o'clock um, at Grounds of Grace Coffee Shop. Grounds of Grace Coffee Shop. You can look them up right online. And they're right off of University Boulevard. You can't miss them. Uh, they're a beautiful standalone building, and it's absolutely gorgeous in the inside. So if you guys want to come out to that and be a part of that, we welcome you in Jesus' name. Anything you would like to add? No, I don't have anything. Would you like to say good, good Happy New Year to Happy New Year, you all. I mean, we ain't seen them since last year. Happy New Year. You know, that's the one joke that never gets old. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, we say that. I used to say all the time with my employees, like, you know, hey, y'all, I'll pay y'all next year. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> when we was around this time, I'll pay y'all next year. And they would look at me like, whoa, whoa, next year? I'm like, dude, next year is literally tomorrow. Calm down. <laughs> anyway, let's pray and let's get into this because I want to give you what God has given has given me this morning and then also jump into uh, where we left off Sunday morning last week and then finish that up and then jump into next week our, our – uh, uh, seven steps that God gave us in the new year message on New Year's Eve. Amen. You want to pray or you want me to pray? Yeah. All right. So Heavenly Father, huh? switch, it up. switch it up. Amen. Heavenly Father, we just bless you on this morning. We honor you. We praise you. We lift you up. We give you all glory, Father, for you are more than worthy to receive it. We think well of you, God. We boast and brag on your goodness. We boast and brag on your mercy. We boast and brag on your favor that you have bestowed upon us, Lord. We thank you that you are Alpha and Omega, first and last, the beginning and the end, author and finisher of our faith. And you do sit on your throne in heaven and no one will ever remove you. You have always been there and you will always be there. You sit high, you look low, and you use the earth as your footstool. Father God, we we glorify your name in this new year. Hallelujah. We lift you up, Father, in this new year. We make you bigger. We magnify you. We make you bigger than anything in our lives this year, Lord God. Starting from day one, hallelujah. We make you bigger than anything in our lives. And it is not a coincidence, praise God, that today, the first Sunday, hallelujah, falls on the 7th of the year, Lord God, the year or the number of completion, the number of its finish. There is a reason why you are orchestrating this year the way you have orchestrated. So we move out the way 
And we say, do what you need to do, Father. Move how you need to move, Father. Uh, uh, move the chess pieces, Lord God. Rearrange us and put us in the right place. Allow us to meet the right people, Lord God. Allow us, Father God, to meet the right businesses. Allow us to, to form partnerships that will bring glory to your name and make an impact in our land. Hallelujah, Lord God. I decree and declare right now in Jesus' name that the land of Jacksonville will give up what belongs to your people, Father. The land of Jacksonville will surrender what belongs to your people, Lord God. In Jesus' name. And for those that are watching abroad in different areas in San Francisco and North Carolina, that their lands in Texas, hallelujah, in Seattle, Washington, in Miami, that their lands will give up, hallelujah, what belongs to them in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Father, we know, we trust, we adhere to, we believe, we rely on you, Lord God, in every facet, in every way. We rely on you. We choose to take ourselves. We choose to take our feelings. We choose to take who we are out of the equation and only leave you into the equation. We choose to take our human reasoning out of the equation and only leave faith in the equation, Lord God. And Jesus, we honor your presence. We honor your sacrifice. We commemorate, Lord God, what you did, Jesus, on that cross. We thank you for saying it is not counted, not robbery, to give up everything that made you like God to come down. Hallelujah. And become the perpetuation of our sins. I thank you, Jesus. We thank you for being the greatest big brother of all time. Holy Spirit, we acknowledge your presence today. We say, do what you need to do. Say what you need to say. Move how you need to move. Open up the mysteries of the word of God unto us. And we promise we will apply them to our lives. In Jesus' name, we pray, believe, and declare. Amen. Hallelujah. <laughs> Praise God. I almost got carried away. Hallelujah. Let's go to numbers. Praise God. <laughs> amen. 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 A lifestyle of prayer. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Let's go to Numbers chapter 13. Amen. That is in the, the uh, New Testament. Excuse me, the Old Testament. I'm messed up. Amen. That is in the Old Testament. Hallelujah. We're going to pick back up. But before we get into it, this morning while I was in prayer, God told me to tell his people to fully commit. The only way this, this year works in him rewriting your story is if you fully commit. And then he told me, Pastor Vonda, that it's one thing to believe it, what God is going to do in your life this year. It's another thing to commit to it. And he said his people are good for believing. We're good for believing this is going to happen. We'll get excited about believing God is working on our behalf. We'll get excited about believing the word of the Lord for the year. We'll get excited 
about saying, God, this is going to happen. But when it's time to commit, we don't do it. So this morning, he said, my son, I need you to tell my people that it's not enough in this year to just believe. You must also commit. And this commitment has to come in the, in the form of you saying, God, yes. In the midst of not understanding, in the midst of being a little confused, in the midst of not knowing the direction to go, my answer is yes, and I will do it. God said, if you will fully commit, I will, I, I will take you to places and I will cause people to pour into you if you will fully commit. And committing means I'm moving my insecurities out of the way. Hallelujah. I'm removing my insecurities out of the way. God, I don't like to ask people for help. God says, when you fully commit and I ask you to go ask somebody or I send you to go ask somebody for help, you go. God is saying this year, you have to take the emotions of who you think you are out of the equation. And you have to fully commit to what he is telling you to do. What does that mean? It means that God is going to ask you to do some things this year that you may not be comfortable with. God is going to require some things from you this year that is out of the norm for who you are and how you operate and how you move. God is going to ask you this year to go places you never thought you would go. God is going to require of you this year to read books you never thought you would read. God is going to require you this year, hallelujah, to talk to people and ask people things you never thought you would ask or talk to people about. And God said, if my people will commit and remove them out of the way, I will bless you like you have never been blessed before. I will set you up for generations. This is how I heard it, man. I will set you up for generations to come. But it takes you removing you out of the way. I, I just don't do that. That's just not me. Come on. That's just that's just not me. I don't do that. I don't, I don't believe in asking people for money. I don't believe in asking businesses for money. I don't believe in getting in, at bringing people into the business of my household. I believe in keeping my household secretive. What happens in my house stays in my house. And God is saying this year, he is blowing up that mold. 
I, I'm, I'm not reading that book. I have no interest in reading those books. Those books are boring. I don't like to read. God said this year he is blowing that mold up. Glory to God. And if you fully commit, if you fully commit, not to what he's told you to do, but to him. And I want to be, I want to be very clear. The committing is not to the, the gift or the talent or the business or the endeavor. It's not committing to that. It's committing to God. God, I commit to you as you handle my business. God, I commit to you as you handle this endeavor. God, I commit to you as you handle writing this book. God, I commit to you as you handle my house, my marriage, my children. God, I commit to you as you handle my schooling, my job. God, I commit to you and whatever you tell me to do, even if it doesn't make sense with the industry I'm in, I'm going to do it. Because when I fully commit to you, you will set me up for generations to come. God said, my people have been believing for years but have not yet committed. And the reason why the blessing has been slowed, the reason why we stay in such a, I don't want to say poverty, but a, a wanting mode is because we believe God can do it, but we have yet to commit to allow him the room to do it. I'll use my own life as an example. God told me some months ago or last year when we were in the hotel to leave the hotel. He did. And I didn't want to listen to it because I felt like we needed to be open in order to grow the church. I felt like we need to have a location in order to grow the church. And God said, do you believe I can grow the church? I said, yes, I believe you can grow the church. Then leave the hotel. But what about all the people and all the advertising and all the marketing that I've done? And it doesn't make sense if I'm trying to grow something to leave a place. God said, are you going to trust me? And I didn't. And my refusal to commit to God cost us a bill in the thousands. Come on, like seven, eight thousand dollars. Trying to do it my way. As soon as I fell into God's way, we're going to do online services for a time. We have seen the church grow. More people started coming to the church online. In this city, we have a following in this city, more than you guys know. You just look at the people that's here on, online watching now. There's a following that tunes in to our services on Monday nights that have that are waiting and calling. When is the new building coming so we can come and be a part of this ministry? The church grew when I committed to doing it God's way. But I put the church in debt that we had to pay when I committed to doing it the way I know how to do it. And this year, God is saying, 
He is rewriting your story. But in order for him to rewrite your story, you have to let him and him alone be the author. <laughs> you have to let him and him alone be the author of your story. No ifs, no ands, no buts about it. You have to let God be your author of your story. See, the issue is we get in there and we pick up the pen and we start writing with God. God, let me help you write this. God, no, no, I don't like that part. Let me erase that. Let me wipe that out. Mm -mm, I don't want to do that. Let me wipe that out. No, no, no. God said, in order for me to rewrite your story, you have to let me and me alone be the author. There are no co-authors in this book. Seems like you got something to say. Are you listening? Amen. I heard. Uh, I knew she had something to say. <laughs> Down when you were talking, I heard positioning. Hmm. I heard that God is positioning us for places for not even just for us, but for other people as well. Yeah. But this these things that He has us doing is not by chance, but it's intentional. And a lot of times we get stagnant and we get stuck in places, and it's because of us. It's because of holding on to old habits, old thoughts, old mindsets. Yeah. But it's like what you were mentioning earlier when you said, um, "I don't do such and such. That's just not who I am." And a lot of us are stuck in places because that's just not who we are. Yeah. But God is trying to change us. He loves us enough to change us to get us to a place where He's trying to get us to. So that's what I heard while you were speaking is aligning. He's positioning us. Amen. He's been doing it. If you've been paying attention, God has been positioning us since October. He's been, he told us we need to work on our unforgiveness. Then he told us we need to work on our mouths. Then he, then he told us we need to start speaking. Did we start with love? Yeah, we I think we started with love. With love. Mm -hmm. it started, the foundation was love, learning how to love people the way God sees them at their greatest potential. Not the way they are in front of you Come at the moment. On. Yes. That's what you want to know what agape is. That is agape love. When I can look at you and see you and deal with you at your greatest achievement and not see you at where you are right now. Mm -hmm. When you hurt me. That's agape love. We swear we're walking around here and oh, I, I got the love of God in my heart. I'm walking in love. And no, no, no. The true agape love by definition is to see somebody at their fullest potential achieved in the position that they are right now. So in the midst of them hurting you and getting on your nerve and doing things that they're not supposed to do to you, you look past that foolishness and you see them at the potential they're supposed to be at or their greatest potential. You say that's impossible. No, it's not because Jesus did it. And if Jesus did it and left here before leaving here said, you can do greater works than me, then you can also look past somebody's foolishness. Is it easy? No. Are, can you become emotional? Yes. But if you are truly trying to walk and please God, Come on. then you will look past people's faults and see them at their greatest potential. Yeah, it's tough. 
It's a tough pill to swallow, but that's real love. God looked past our faults. As a matter of fact, if you read the what we call the Christmas story, the Bible says that when the angels came singing, that this was the greatest part. The angel said that God was well pleased with man at that particular moment. But wait a minute. If you go and you study church history, the Bible, the church history teaches us that the name of God wasn't spoken for 450 years. Yet when God sent Jesus, he said he was well pleased with man. How is that? Because he wasn't looking at man's state that they were in at the moment. Okay. He was looking at man's state once Jesus died on the cross and was risen. And true agape love, unconditional love, is when I can love you past the foolishness you're doing me right now. You're doing to me right now. And it's tough. I know it is. It's hard. It's a tough pill to swallow. I can't do that. I can't do that. Yes, you can if you let God be the author of your story. Mm. If you fully commit to what he is telling you to do. I know this ain't no shout and throw your hands up. Oh, let me run around the church. I know it's a tough word, but God said, if you want this word to work for you this year, if you want this year to be the year God rewrites your story, where he changes your health issues, where he Amen. changes your financial issues, Amen. where he changes your uh, entrepreneur issues, where he changes everything and gives you a different ending and, and, and satisfies the expectations of your heart, it's going to take you, praise God, committing fully to what God tells you to do and allow God to be the author of your book. 130% move yourself out of the way. God, I don't like it. God, I don't, it doesn't feel good. It hurts me. But if you said do it, I'm going to do it because I'm not even looking at this right here. I'm looking at what is to come through my obedience. God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I'm trying to tell you, you guys, I know the heart of God. He is tired of his hearing the same prayers of his people. I know this like, like the, the sweater I'm wearing right now. God is tired of hearing the same prayers from his people. And he says, if you will align yourself, I know I'm talking God right now. If you will just align yourself with me and fully commit, I will change your story. I will make your name great. And I will make people respect you. And I will put you in places you never thought you would be. I will have you in rooms you never thought you would enter. I will have people call you that you never thought would call you because you fully commit to me. Ah. Oh, just commit. Like, you don't need another word. Like, I, I hear his heart. It's like, you don't need another prophecy. What you need is commitment. Mm. Mm -hmm. 
What you need is commitment. You go and you research the events throughout the Bible. These people were committed. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego told King Nebuchadnezzar, I will not bow because I love thy God, and my God commands me to stand still and not bend my knee, and I'm committed to that. Daniel said, even if you throw me in the lion's den, I'm not changing my mind. I'm committed to God. Joseph had every reason to turn his back on God, betrayed by his brothers, sold into slavery, lied on by a woman, cast into jail. He said, as long as there's breath in my body, I'm still going to be committed to you, God. And his commitment made him second in control in all of the land. God's like, I, I can't do it for you because when you commit for me for a month and soon as you don't get your way, you out of it. And then I have to send a pastor by your way to re-encourage you. And, and because I love you, I'll do it. But at some point, can we stop playing the, the wishy-washy? Paul said it like this. Can you stop being persuaded by every doctrine of faith? God's going to do it. And then when he doesn't do it the way you want it to be done, you get upset. And you now nah, I'm not going to church. I'm not spending time with God. It'll go as far as even saying, I'm not even going to pray today. I don't even, I don't even talk to God because you play this wishy-washy. I'm in and I'm out. And then you're like, God, when are you going to bless me? And God is saying back to you, when are you going to stay committed? It's more than just going to church. Mm. It's more than just going to church and lifting your hands and singing a song. When you truly commit to me on Monday, when I tell you to go buy your enemy some dinner and, and give them a gift card, you don't say I ain't buying them nothing. You go do it. God says, I'm preparing you for something bigger. And you think I'm just preaching to you, I'm preaching to me too. I had this, 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 this mindset after I graduated Bible college because we did so much reading. If you ever come to my house, you see all these books I had to read. I had this mindset once I graduated Bible college, I'm not reading another book in my life. And God said, you can't commit to that because I need you to get educated about what's happening. I need you to get educated on business, educated on finances. But because I had this mindset, I'm not committing to reading that. I don't feel like sitting down and reading a book. I read book getting my college degree. I read books getting my biblical degree. Well, I, I'm tired of reading. God says, you've staggered your life long enough. And I am tired of hearing the same prayers from my people. I will listen to them because I'm good. Hallelujah. But a good father that does not just listen, he also instructs. And I am instructing you today to fully commit. Fully commit. In the book of Numbers, we see the children of Israel have an opportunity to go into a land that God has given them. He said it in verse one, I have given you this land of Canaan. 
And because of their inability to commit, it cost them 40 years in a desert. God said, I've given it to you. They said, there's giants in the land. They said, God, you've given us something, but we're like grasshoppers in our own sight. They failed to commit to what God had already spoken. And as a result, God said, I can't even take these people into a land I promised them. And I'll leave them out in the desert for 40 years until those that, are, that don't want to commit die off. And I'll go to their children. Hallelujah. And I'm saying this year, not this generation. We're not dying off. Yes, we love our children. We want our children to be great, but we're not dying off. We're not going to spend 40 years wandering in a desert. We're not going to spend 40 years debating back and forth with God. God, when, God, where? No, we're just going to fully commit so God can do what he has called us to do. And he can put us in the land that he has already made and prepared for us. Hallelujah. Commit. Commit. I'm, 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 the word is just so big to me. Last night we were on the phone with Vonda's twin sister and husband, and they were telling us that their son Caleb, that we talk about often about winning the the, the state championship, was in uh, North Carolina, and he went to visit visit a college. And before he left, he signed paperwork to commit to that college on a full scholarship. Once he signed the paperwork, they were telling us that the, 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 the dean of the school, the president of the school said, I'm going to put you in the best dorm we have where you have your own space, your own room. I'm going to make sure you have 100% ride. I'm going to make sure you have money in your pocket. I'm going to make sure you have stipend to, to have food. I'm going to make sure you have everything you need to be successful. But none of it happened until he committed. Oh, God. He didn't know what the president had in store for him. I got out of my shape. He didn't know what the president had in store for him until he signed his name on that document to commit to going to that university. And once he committed to that university, he found all the perks that came with commitment. I wonder today. If we just sign our name on the contract that God has given us, what the perks we will receive if we just go ahead and commit to him. Maybe it is that dream house or those dream cars. Maybe it is that nonprofit organization that you want to start. Maybe it is that business you want to start. Maybe it is that wife or husband that you've been looking for. Maybe it is, but it takes you, first of all, committing to God, signing your name on the paper that God, I commit to you and you alone. 
Oh, 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 hallelujah. I hope you are getting something out of this today because I know this is straight from the throne of God. I know what he told me this morning and I know he is ready and willing to bless. He is ready and willing to put his anointing on you. He is ready and willing to pour out his favor all over you. But the answer is, or the question is, are you ready and willing to commit 100%, not 60, not 30, not 90 but 100% commit to what God wants to do in your life. He is ready and willing. Go ahead. Hallelujah. No, I'm just hearing about the freedom and commitment. It seems like such a harsh thing to have to do or to decide to choose to elect to do, but there's such a freedom when we commit to God, to doing things God's way and not our way. When we choose to get out of our own way and allow God to be the one that's driving the car. We don't need two people driving the car. But when we allow God to take us places, he will take us places. Yeah. He's taking my nephew places because of a commitment. Amen. I don't know about you, but I'm tired of being in the miry clay. That's how Isaiah says it. Shaky ground, miry clay, unstable clay. I'm ready to be stable. I'm tired of wondering, God, when? And in this new year, you guys, if I, if I could release everything, I, I'm, I've been told not to by God, if I can release everything that has happened just in one week, just in one week of this new year, what has happened for us as a family in us as a ministry and what God is orchestrating. Oh, but it took me saying, God, I commit to this. I could, I, it's like, I've been, I haven't been able to sleep this week. God has been up. I've been up and having me up three, four, five o'clock in the morning, just listening and, and taking notes and, and, and hearing his voice because I'm committed that this year will be a year that God rewrites my story. And God said, I, I can see your commitment. And just in one week, something that looked impossible, God has made it extremely possible. Feasible and easy. <laughs> if you go on to read in numbers, after those 40 years passed, there were two people that still remained in the children of Israel, Caleb and Joshua. And the Bible talks about Caleb being 80 years old now. He was 40 at this occasion in Numbers 13 when he said, let's take the land. The Bible says because of their unbelief, he had to wait another 40 years. But in his waiting, when he went and turned 80 and they finally had the group to go and take the land, the Bible says Caleb went up on his mountain and he was stronger at 80. He had better vision at 80. Come on, talk about it, somebody. He had better vision at 80. He was stronger at 80. And it says he went up and he was on the front line to battle at 80 old. I am fully convinced that because of the commitment he made at 40, God preserved his strength. He preserved his eyesight. Oh, come on, somebody. Hallelujah. I wish I could just move. 
He preserved his strength. He preserved his eyesight. He preserved his will. He preserved his tenacity. He preserved his vigor. And he allowed Caleb at the age of 80 to go up and defeat giants in a land to possess the land that God gave him way back in Numbers 13 at the age of 40. What is God doing or wants to do for you? That's why I say age is not a number. You, uh, Excuse me, age is just a number. It doesn't matter how old you are because when you have commitment, commitment will re revitalize your spirit. Commitment will revitalize your flesh. Commitment will revitalize your soul. Commitment will revitalize your energy. It'll give you what your stamina. It'll give you what you need to keep going. When you commit to something, praise God. Ah, oh, my back, my ache. All those aches will disappear. When you commit to something, it revitalizes you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Some of you guys are feeling older, feeling weaker because you haven't committed. And you've watched year pass. 2004 pass. 2015 pass. And you're wondering, God win. And God is wondering, when are you going to commit? I'm I am willing and ready. God is willing and he is ready. Like, let me just hear y'all say that. He is willing and he is ready. But it takes me to commit. I'm not committing to what he told me to do. I'm committing to him. And as I commit to him, he'll instruct me on how to do what he told me to do. See, sometimes we put our commitment to doing what he told us to do. And when we put our commitment to what he told us to do, we start running what he told us to do under our own instructions. What we think is best what we want to do. But when I commit to him, <laughs> he'll give me the instructions to run the business. He'll give me instructions to how this church will move. He'll give me the instructions on where to look. When I commit to him, he'll, he'll make things appear that weren't there. He'll call something that does not exist. Oh, I'm getting excited, y'all. Oh, my gosh. He'll call something that, what, that does not exist into existence because I'm committed to him. And when he knows my commitment is to him, he says, I can't help but bless my child. I can't help but bless them. The Bible says, and we're going to get into this next week, praise God, a little bit or, or the week after, with Abraham that God trusted Abraham with Isaac because he knew that Abraham would teach Isaac his principles. <laughs> Not that Abraham would put Abraham inside Isaac, but Abraham would put God inside Isaac. So at the age of 99 and the age Sarah was 90, 
God said, I can entrust Abraham with the seed Jesus will come through, the lineage Jesus will come through, because I know Abraham will teach his son me. What am I saying? I might as well close this because we ain't, we ain't done none of this. That God says when he knows you will do what he wants you to do, he will entrust you with stuff because he knows you will put him in those things. You want to know why we have a television network? He entrusts us to put him in it. You want to know why he, go, he gave us a church in a city that's full of churches? The number one city in the country that has churches is Jacksonville. Why should we start a church in this city? Because he entrusts us to put him in the church. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Why would he give us a gym? Because he entrusts us to put him in the gym. Hallelujah. Not us to go do what we want to do, but us to put him in the gym. The same way he trusted Abraham to put God and Isaac. God is saying, I am ready to trust you to put him in whatever you're doing, but it takes commitment. Abraham was so committed. He said, God, even though you said you will make me a father of many nations, I'll sacrifice my only son because you told me to. The Bible teaches us in Hebrews that Abraham had the mindset that if God sent this son and God told me to sacrifice him, then God is going to raise him before he even touched foot on the mountain. Now, I know that goes against what we see on Hollywood. Hollywood shows Abraham when God tells him to sacrifice Isaac. It shows Abraham falling on his knees and saying, God, why? God, why? God, why? God, why? But in actuality, when you read the scripture, God told Abraham to sacrifice Isaac. The Bible says the next morning, Abraham got up early and left with Isaac. <laughs> Hallelujah. He left with Isaac saying what? God, I trust you more than my desire. Oh, hallelujah. I tell people all the time, particularly single ladies, this is my year to get married. No, this is your year to get closer to God. It says in Corinthians chapter six that a single woman should be about the things of the Lord. Then when her husband comes, she becomes about the things of her husband. But the issue is we've twisted it, praise God. The single woman is concerned about the things of her husband. I got to be able to do this. I got to be able to do that. I got to be able to get this and get that and get this. And the man never comes and we're doing everything. I'm buying your, you buying yourself promise rings and spending money on stuff that makes no sense. It's all good, but that's what the world told you to do. The Bible says a single woman or a single man should be about the things of the Lord. And when you are about the things of the Lord, God will present the man or woman to you. But the world has it twisted. I know I'm giving, a, a giving some stuff away, but I can't wait till we get into family and dating this year. Oh, that's coming. Family. Family life and dating life is coming. It's one of the classes. You get a little pre, a, a precursor into the vision meeting. It's coming this year because we have it twisted. And I, and I see ladies, uh, I talk to ladies, single ladies all the time. I can't wait for my husband. This is the year I'm preparing. I'm learning how to cook. I'm learning how to clean. I'm doing all this stuff. And, 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 and no, the Bible says when a man finds a wife, he finds a good thing. Well, Eve didn't become a wife until she spent time with Adam. Excuse me. She didn't become a wife until she spent time with God. The Bible says that God put Adam to sleep. 
And the reason why I believe God put Adam to sleep while he was making Eve is because he didn't want Eve to wake up and see God and man and then determine which one she would have her allegiance to. Instead, God put Adam to sleep and completely out of the way and spent one-on-one -on -one time with Eve. Then once he felt Eve was ready, he woke up Adam. I just gave y'all so much revelation just then. It, it will change your life. As a single lady, spend your time with God. And when you are ready, God will present to you a husband. Or better yet, God will present you as a wife to a man that is ready to be a husband. But it takes commitment. And it takes committing to the right person. This year, let us commit to God. This year, let us take our hands off of the things God has told us to do and put our hands on God. Whatever you tell me to do, God, it is what I'll do. And as we worship God, God now takes care of our business and gives us witty inventions and witty ideas on how to make things work. I have seen it this entire week. I'm not preaching just from an, uh, a hope or belief. I am preaching because I have seen God work like this this entire first week of the year. I have seen God move and operate just like what I'm teaching you right now. I removed my hands. And God said, because you remove your hands off of it, and put your attention on me, I'll now, I'll now take care of the it and make it bigger and better than you ever thought it would be. Oh, I'm done. Hallelujah. Anything you would like to add? Yeah, Annette would be, um, pay attention to the things that you're distracted by because those tend to be the things that you're committed to. Oh, that's good. Oh, that's Sin, good. gossip, backbiting. Yeah. If you're spending a lot of your time being distracted by those things, those are the things that have your commitment. Mm. That's good. The distractions is what I'm committed to. Mm. So let me eliminate the distractions and commit to God. Fully commit to him. This is not a one-week thing. This is not a one-month thing. This is a life thing. It's a lifestyle. I'm committed to you. My answer is yes, God. I may not understand it. It may not feel good. I may not like it. It may not even be the direction I thought you were going. But I'm going to say yes because you told me to do it. <laughs> it's not how I envisioned it. I, I said this last week. We have to get out. The promises of the Lord are yes and amen. Well, the promises of the Lord are yes, and we say amen or let it be said so to it. However, what we mess up is we take these promises and we put our view in what these promises should look like. And the Bible never said that. The Bible just said the promises of God are yes. It didn't say how the promises were going to get to us. It didn't say how they were going to manifest. We take our imagination, which is not a bad thing. Man plans, God directs. But it becomes bad when your imagination has taken over to the point that it can only happen this way. 
We have to stop putting a, a picture to God's promise and just let the promise be the promise no matter which way it happens. Let it just happen. And if it moves me to Jacksonville or if it tells me I need to leave my town and go somewhere else, then let me do that. And stop trying to force something to happen in a place that God doesn't want it to happen at. Because all you doing, all you are doing is causing yourself pain, agony, and putting scars on your on your emotional body, on your spiritual body, to the point that now disbelief and unbelief will come and settle in. Bible says his promises are yes, but it does not say how his promises will manifest. Meaning, stay open. So we were talking about two weeks ago. Stay open. God, I don't know why you're telling me to go this way. God, I don't know why you're telling me to hire this person and I don't even have money yet to pay them. But I'm going to follow you in hiring this person because you saw God. I can't see it, but you saw how this person would take my business to the next level and provide me with the money to pay them. No, I first got to have this and this and this. And, and, I, and I love saying this, and I'm going to leave this here because I, 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 if I try to unpack it all now, we'll be here for another hour. Don't let wisdom take you out of faith. That's deep. Manifest, look, think about that. Selah. Don't let wisdom take you out of faith. They have to know their places. There's a season for wisdom. There's a season for faith. Wisdom will say, don't step out until you have the money to start a business. Faith says, God told me to do it now. I'm going to do it. I can't begin to tell you back in 2013 when I started my lawn company, everybody thought I was crazy for leaving my job. It would, I was in the process of getting married. It would not have been wisdom to get married or leave my job two weeks before I got married. That wasn't wisdom, but I knew what God told me to do. And I could not let that piece of wisdom, which is wisdom, take me out of faith. So I stayed in faith and I made the step and God blessed. And then once the people saw the blessing, oh man, that was wisdom that you did, <laughs> that you stepped out. So you got to keep in mind, don't let wisdom take you out of faith. This year, 2024, commit to God. In the year that God rewrites your story, commit to him. Whatever you do, whatever you tell me to do, God. Even if it's to pack up my house and move to another city to help assist an, a pastor or whatever it might be. I will do it. I don't understand it. It may not feel good, but I know wherever you are sending me, God. There is a blessing there. 
And it's not just a blessing that comes for a week, but it's a blessing that lasts a lifetime. You say, that's that's so deep, Joshua, and hard. You want me to leave? I, I, there was a particular church I used to attend where the these ministers moved. They migrated from Detroit, Michigan. They said God told them to go support a ministry, a pastor. They left their homes, they left their families, they sold everything, and they migrated to a city they did not know. And now all of those ministers that migrated are all millionaires. <laughs> it didn't make sense at the time. Why would I leave my job and this and this to go migrate to another city? But God says, if I sent you there, then it have to make sense to you. I have a plan to work it out for you. I actually saw one of the ministers a couple of days ago and she gave me a huge hug and said, Joshua, I just love you so much. I love you so much. I'll be on, on the launch church page watching the, watching the messages. I love what you're doing. It's amazing. And it's right on. You are literally preaching the life I lived. I had to figure it out myself 20, 30 years ago, but now you are preaching what I had to figure out on my own. You're giving people such a hand up and such an advantage. And I don't know if they even know it. And I said, well, to God be the glory. And I know when she sees it, she's going to be smiling, praise God. And I love you when because you're watching. I know you are. I love you for it. But God changed her life. She packed up everything she had because she heard God say, go to Jacksonville and help a minister or pastor. And that pastor, she did, and it turned her life into a multimillionaire. Hallelujah. I'm officially finished this time. Father, we love you. Yes. Hallelujah. We honor you, God. I love when you take over the messages. I don't care how long I have taken to prepare. I love, God, when you come in and say, no, Joshua, it's my turn to speak. And I always leave it open for you to speak because when you speak, things happen. When you speak, lives change. When you speak, directions become clear. When you speak, Lord God, we know what to do and how to do it. So, Father, we love you. And this year, we commit on the seventh day, completion, we commit to you. Hallelujah. We commit to you, Father. Our answer is yes. Our answer is yes, Lord. Our answer will be yes, and it will always be yes. No matter what you say, we will do what you tell us to do. In Jesus' name, amen. Hallelujah. Oh, praise God. Hallelujah. All glory to God. He is so good. Amen. For those who would like to give, praise God, we make it extremely easy for you to do so. Text the word LAUNCH to 1-888-364-GIVE, and you will receive a secure link back to you that will take you to our giving page that you can give your gift. We believe that as you give your gift, the Luke 638 blessing will be upon your life that 
God will pour into you, pressed down, shaking together and running over. He will have men come and pour into your bosom. 30, 60, 100 fold in Jesus name. I want to say a special thank you to everybody. Last week, we had a member in need, praise God. And you guys came together and you sold and we got her all of that money that you guys sold. And she was just completely blessed by it. And I want to say from the bottom of my heart, thank you. Uh, it, it really touched me to know that we, we are family and we will be there for each other. That's how God intended this thing to be. And it, it, just from our hearts, like we sat down and we were like, wow, you guys gave over and beyond and to meet the need. And it, we, me and Vonda sat down and we talked about it and it just blessed our hearts that you all stepped, you, you stepped up to the plate and it let, it, it, it let me know that we have a real family here. We have a real family here. I mean, I, 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 I want to say Monday or Tuesday when I was thinking about it, it brought tears to my eyes because that's what church is supposed to be. Not all these other things. I mean, I'm not going to get into bashing anything because that's not who I am. But it was so refreshing to see, to see the smile on their faces. To, to know that their need was met and they were able to put some, in addition to meeting the need, they were able to put groceries in their, uh, uh, in their refrigerator and have a meal for new years. <sighs> Y'all don't understand what that means to me. Like, <sighs> yeah. Amen. Mm -hmm. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. That's the ministry I want to be. That's what I want Launch Church to be. And it was so good, even at such a small stage, to see it in action. And some of you guys gave, y'all gave, man, some of y'all gave 200, 300, 100, Oh, it just blessed my heart, man. It really, it really blessed my heart. <laughs> Amen. I'm not trying to be a crybaby on this, on this thing, but man, it just blessed my heart. Amen. You want to pray for offering? And, uh, yes. Amen. Thank you. Father God, we bless your name, oh God. We thank you, Lord God, for those that have given, Lord God. We thank you for those who even have the heart to give, God. I ask, Father God, that you bless them, God that you bless them even the more on this week, Father God. I thank you that they have sown into great ground, oh God. I thank you that this word breaks up any confusion in their lives, oh God. And I thank you that is the seed, oh, oh God, that propels them for their next, oh God. So I ask that you continue to bless them, God. Watch over them, keep them, God. And it's in your son Jesus' name that we pray, amen. Amen. Before we dismiss, I want to remind everybody about the vision meeting that's taking place on Saturday at two o'clock via Zoom. So we hope to see you all there. Can you also talk about this um, impact night one more time? Oh, yeah. The, thank you for bringing me back. The impact night this Friday is for the play uh, Broken Promises, Distorted Truth, uh, based on domestic, based on a true story about surviving domestic violence. 
We're going to be at the Grounds of Grace coffee shop and the, the whole the whole cast will be there to sign autographs, posters, also asking questions, answering questions about the play and how it feels to, to portray real live people uh, in their lives and what they went through um, in the in this particular uh, life, the, the actual life. We're 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 compacting 17 years into two hours. Right. And so this lady survived 17 years of the, of being beat and hit and all kind of stuff, domestic violence. And she made it out with her life, which is a blessing in in itself. And uh, so she'll be there as well, talking about it. And it's open to anybody who might have, have dealt with domestic violence or, or dealing with domestic violence. We're going to have some great companies there like Rethreaded, uh, 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 J- City of Jacksonville Women Rescue will be there as well, um, just to be there to be a, a help. Uh, for those that might be dealing with domestic violence. Um, I know it's a big deal here in Jacksonville. After talking with our mayor, uh, over 73% of relationships, marriages here in Jacksonville deal with domestic violence. That's a huge number. And um, that's why she's she, she is so, so on board with helping us get the, the word of this play out. So if you guys want to come, it's this Friday. Um, and then we'll also do another one the following Saturday, the 20th. But this Friday at 7 p.m. at the Grounds of Grace Coffee Shop uh, off of University Boulevard. We would love for you to come out, uh, have a cup of coffee here, meet the cast, hear some of the stories, because some of our cast members have dealt with domestic violence as well. Hear Miss Renee's story. And if you want to buy, we'll have tickets on sale there as well. If you want to get a ticket to the play, um, we'll have all that on on sale right there. So, again, we'll see you then if you want to be there. Anything else? All right. Praise God. We love you guys so much. Be blessed. Enjoy and have a blessed week this week. In Jesus name we pray. Amen. Thank you for joining us. Please like our podcast and leave us a five-star review. God bless and have an amazing week.